Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, we're talking about the winter bulk. And I don't just mean in the bodybuilding terms. I mean the winter period. I mean this period of time where you can make the most amount of gains. And I'm going to be talking about the process that I'm going through and hopefully something that you're all going through at the same time. We are all trying to become better people in 2024. And I think the winter bulk arc is something that can be applied to anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're doing, what you're doing in life. You're just trying to get better. You're trying to put on muscle. When bulk comes to mind, most people will associate it with people like Lee Priest, who put the dirty bulk to just absolute maximum, where he went from one extreme of the butt, where he went from absolutely shredded to completely the other way, bear mode, as we'll call it. Are you really going to Macca's every day? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I go there after the gym every morning for breakfast. And then there's the comparison of when you do a lean bulk, which is something that I would class as the YouTuber sort of annotation that's been applied to these words together, lean bulk, where you get to um, putting on just pure muscle and minimizing the amount of fat that you gain with it. And I would definitely classify myself as someone like that. I think the combination of running as a cardiovascular sort of combination with weightlifting causes you to find it much harder to you know, bulk up with with gaining large amounts of fat. I think if you have the ability to do both weight training and some sort of form of cardio, whether it be jujitsu, fighting, you know, cycling, swimming, and then you also do weight training at the same time, you're going to find yourself finding it more difficult to put on fat than you are going to be to put on muscle if you are eating that right amount of calories. So for instance, something that I've realized I'm comparing photos of myself from last year to this year, and it's kind of interesting. I can physically feel the differences. I can see the differences in my shoulders, in my lats, in my chest, specifically my upper chest has built up since last year. And I'm also seeing that I can take on a lot more calories than I give myself credit for, something that I have definitely struggled with because I got to such a lean uh, physique during the summer period as well as uh, previous summers beforehand. It's like last year I did like a, a, a maintenance phase combined with a bulk and I didn't do a cut and I still stayed really quite lean in comparison to to most people what they would classify as lean and i'm actually going to take it to the next phase this year where i've taken a break post christmas where the sort of calories have been at around 3000 and i'm going to increase it back up to 3500 and then 3750 in around march time pre uh, the London Marathon and my worry was when I went into this bulk and I was pre- prepared to cut it off basically around this time slash February because I was worried that my times for the London Marathon were going to be affected by the increase in body mass. Cut it out! I'm just trying to live my life! No one taught me about carbs! That'll be $60. What I've actually found is I'm getting faster, which is crazy. So I'm increasing the calories, which clearly shows that my body is responding well to the increased amount of energy. Um, Clearly, the days that I would find myself in post-workout and post-long run has been caused by the lack of calories being placed into my body. And so this winter bulk for me personally is a personal assessment. But this has been something that I've discovered over a long period of time. 
I'm not just going from one extreme to another. So this is bringing back to a little bit of something that you may find yourself in. You are at a point in your fitness journey where you're considering what you should do. Should you increase the calories? Should you decrease the calories? Should I even work out in the first place? It doesn't matter. What's fun is it's an experimental phase for you to find out. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about really, actually. It's just experimenting and finding out what works for you. I think a lot of people are just like, do this now and you will gain, you know, you will be able to become a mass monster and you'll become money and you'll be like, rah. You're not even hitting the muscle, buddy. You see this fucking bicep? Huh? Think I'm gonna listen to what the fuck you gotta say? Slow and controlled, man. I was in 15s doing less reps than you, building more muscle. You're shitting me. You gotta be shitting me. Who the fuck are you? I'm the biggest guy in this gym. It's like, no. There's a there's a, a part of you that needs to find out for yourself. I think it's very easy as well, where you can develop your own sort of um, agenda against a certain type of person because they program you to say it do one way. Some people are big maintenance fans. Some people are big bulk fans, cuts, etc. I'm actually somebody who takes a pinch of everybody. Everybody's got a, an opinion, but I'm never gonna be one-sided. I like to hear a little bit from everybody. I like to pinch, choose the best, best bits and figure out what works for me. Because then you, the listener, gain the most out of it because you're just gonna hear the best bits, you, you know. But at the same time, my brain's tagging me to like, Chris, tell them the fact that they're gonna find out for themselves. I know, I know, goddammit. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? This is the problem, is that even I could tell you the perfect plan to be able to gain mass or to, to cut or whatever it's going to be. What I have realized is that everybody has to go through the exact same process to figure out what they want for themselves. And this can be in any aspect of life, whether it be dating. For instance, I hear stories from friends all the time. It doesn't matter who they are. They all have the same journey. Of they have to go through shit times and they have to go through good times and it's all the same ups and downs. But you can't tell people to live in a certain template. They have to figure it out for themselves. They have to go through the shit times to enjoy the good times. And that is the problem is that it's very easy to play like here here's a template of exactly what you could do and this is the problem i have with fitness apps is that it's very much something that is personal and i don't think that somebody can go into somebody else's life making a judgment on what they're going to find and be able to get the best out of them based off their own experience and just applying what they found for themselves this is why i'm such against personal trainers because personal trainers are doing what they know to be best for them and they're just applying it to you and they're a lot of them are doing it with minimal experience nowadays like anybody can become a personal trainer and it seems like anybody with any sort of background no scientific background whatsoever or even any sort of like background in life experience a lot of these trainers are young people it's like jesus christ <laughs> it's like that's probably not the best for people to have around even myself 28 i still class myself i would never want to be the person teaching other people how to do any of these things because i think they have to find it out for themselves because you have to go through the hellfire to be able to get into the heaven sort of scenario is that hard times create hard men hard men create soft times Soft times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. And I genuinely believe that if you just 
listen to somebody else and let them hold you by the hand and be like, yes, go for bulk, go for winter bulk. Um, this is the hell that you have to go through. So maybe maybe I should retitle this podcast The Hellfire Winter Arc of Bulkick or something like that. That'd be a bit of fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. Uh, and I genuinely like the idea of it's got to be a dark time. It's got to be a tough time. You're going to be consuming more calories, but I actually think you need to match it with the amount of exercise you're doing as well. So whatever that may be, find for yourself an experiment. Maybe you're cutting right now. Who knows? Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it to the best of your ability. That is something that you can apply. And I genuinely believe this with a smile on my face. I can say this. If you're pushing yourself really hard, other people around you will realize it as well. And it's going to be a really fun time when you've got to the point in life, doesn't matter what you're doing, work, you will get recognized for it and it's going to be fun. Now, the validation that I found from myself actually outweighs that, so it doesn't really matter. So I can get compliments galore from anybody and it kind of feels meaningless because of the joy and pride that I have within myself is far greater than anything I can receive externally. Doesn't mean I don't mind compliments, it's great, it's lovely, but actually the truth is the, the sort of love that you have for yourself in terms of, oh, I did something good today and I felt good about it is very hard to beat in terms of unless it's coming from someone you truly love or truly respect. You know, for, for me in life, it's difficult to take these compliments. So that's part of my personality. I don't know about you. I, I find compliments to be something of I like, yeah, 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 whatever. Blah, blah, blah. We'll move on. We'll talk, talk about it later. My, my favorite thing is actually talking about the journey. Talking about the hard times, let's talk about the grind, let's talk about the real, and this is what the, the Hellfire Winter Arc is all about, is something that I truly love is you find yourself in these tough times, you don't ever find yourself in the easy times, and this is me quoting Goggins to some extent, he is he was, he is 100% right in saying you don't ever find yourself when you're enjoying yourself on holiday, no, not really, you find yourself when it's mile 7 of, of 10 miles, and shit's just hit the fan, and you fucking hate it, it fucking, it's, it's like minus two outside, your hands are bleeding because of the frostbite, you are fucking tired, your f lower back's completely frozen up, and you're just like trudging out those final miles, and you're like, fuck, this is hard, this is, this is evil, and then you realise, you're like, oh, there gets mile eight, oh, there's mile eight and a half, oh, there's mile nine, I'm nearly there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, and then you get to mile ten, and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad, and you're just sat there like, oh, if I can find the willpower to just push through, to just get to that end, you feel the pride that I'm talking about. And I use running because it actually is, you know, hard. It's hard work. And the same can be said for your job. So whatever job you do, doesn't matter what it is in life, I think actually one of the most misleading things in the whole world at the moment right now is that the end goal for kids is going to be something like a YouTuber or a streamer or a podcaster. And I think it's misleading and they think it's easier because it's not going to be like a nine to five or it's prettier. You don't know what I've done to get here. The lies I've told, the lives I've ruined. They're right in saying that the advertisement for it is very good. And that's very true. And I, don't get me wrong, I love doing this, but 
it's exactly the same as a nine to five job. And I don't know why everyone's trying to make it out that it isn't. Because it is. You still have to spend time on your computer editing all of the stuff that you've got to put together. You still have to record it. You still have to have a schedule to do so. You still have to find the energy, find the drive to do it. You still have to answer to somebody. That happens to be the audience. That happens to be you. You, the listener, the viewer. Which to me says it's exactly the same. And everyone realizes it. And everyone thinks to themselves that there's this magical job whether you're an actor, whether you're a you know a movie star, whatever it is, it's, it's all cool because of the large amounts of money or the football player, but it's still a job. And I think this is something that's missing. There's still a grind to it. There is no easy path. And we all think as kids, we're all thinking to ourselves, there's this magical job out there. There's this magical um, thing that's going to give me meaning, money, power, fame, all of these things, and everything's going to be great once you get it. But, yes, I know. <laughs> the big but, the big but, 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 is that there's still going to be hard times to come from it, no matter how fun that job is, no matter how good it is, there's always end to the good times and there's always end to the bad times. And it doesn't matter how rich or famous or well well off you are in life, we see it everywhere. Divorced, um, you know, divorced famous couples, Brangelina, you know. You, you see all, all of these things, everyone's got their struggles in life. And I love bringing this back to, to the winter bulk. It's like, everyone's got these cycles. So let's see what eight weeks of PDs can do to a natural physique. Are you ready? It's, it's, it's down to you to enjoy the cycles, the cycles of life. If you can't enjoy them, like I love recording this podcast. I love editing it. I love the whole process of doing it. And I love being able to look at it and be like, it's a, it's a piece of artwork. Is it a good piece of artwork? Fuck no. <laughs> but is it an, a, a progression and doing it anyway, because you love doing it, is exactly that. And so the, the bulk should be the same thing. You gotta find the favorite foods that you want. You gotta find the favorite exercises that you're gonna do consistently. You know, I was speaking to my barber and he, he spoke about how he really wanted to get into running. We were talking about it together. He said to himself, you know, Chris, I did my first run post New Year's and it was 3K. And I was like, dude, like there's people out there who post about 3K and they're like fitness influencers with thousands of followers. You should be proud of yourself, man. Like you just whacked out 3K. And then he says afterwards, oh yeah, but I pulled my calf doing it. So there's a lesson to be learned from that. Yes, fantastic, well done. You did your first run, brilliant. You injured yourself during your first run, therefore you can't run as much anymore and you have to like focus on other things. And therefore he has to, um, he's injured for football. So this is the problem as well. People go too hard too, too quickly sometimes as well. So it's got to be this manageable amount, consistency. So when I talk about how when I first started out, I went all ham, all hardcore, I did, but I did it sustainably. I did it so that I could do it every single day. I was doing, I didn't actually start out with any sort of weights. I had some bands and I did push-ups, pull-ups. No, not even pull-ups. I just did push-ups, sit-ups, uh, like jumping jacks, yoga, and running. And the runs were like a maximum. I think the max I was doing at that period of time was like seven or eight miles or something crazy like that. And that was normally on Sundays. I wasn't doing it every single day because my body wasn't able to sustain it at the time. But this is the thing, you gotta find something that you can do sustainably. So for me at the moment, I'm trying to put on some more size. So I am still running, I'm still combining it with my weightlifting, and I'm also listening to my body. So for instance, coming out of the Christmas period, like most people, 
I was feeling a little bit sluggish. I was thinking, oh my god, I've eaten so much food. It's too much. You are fat. It's too much, please. Give me a break. Give me a break, please. And I did exactly that. I listened to my body and I was like, right, okay. I need to make sure that I am decreasing the calories just for a few days, just to feel back to normal. And now my body's back to being like, right, give me more. I'm ready to rock and roll. Give me some, some more food, some more weights, some more running. And by doing so, my energy levels just went, wow. And I came back to work and I was feeling, I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I want. This is the energy that I want to consist of every day. And I felt like I was accomplishing more because I had the more energy, the more consistency, and I was able to think into the future and think, right, this is what's sustainable for me. This is exactly what I have to do day in, day out to be able to keep myself going on these sort of like energy levels slash um, feeling good slash being able to talk to people and, and keep a conversation going and, and not feeling like I'm trailing off or into the space. Or as one of my friends spoke about recently, looking into the reflection of myself rather than concentrating on the conversation. Yes, I know. Um. <laughs> do me a favor and look yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself, am I perfect yet? If the answer is no, you're right. Being the best version of yourself is part of self-improvement. It's either reaching your limit or breaking your limit. The first step to improve is to realize you're not perfect. Ask yourself who you are. Do you want to become? What are you going to do about it? A man conquers the world by conquering himself. Sometimes that can happen. Clearly, because I'm doing this podcast, I'm so used to doing it that I'm doing it in conversation in real life, which is just, oh, no, it's embarrassing. It's terrible. I'm a bad human being. But nonetheless, lesson learned. Note to self, make sure that you're focusing on the conversation. There's also on top of this that you need to remember as well. It's a, you know, it, it's a process of figuring this stuff out. I, everyone's fallible. Every human is, and this is why I made the video on find your heroes. It's trying to find um, sort of characters in life who you can really associate with maybe your personal faults or maybe your personal journey because there's not ever going to be a template in life of being able to find somebody who's going to really fit that immediately. I don't think there's many human beings who uh, you can relate to, quote unquote, for, for everything that you're possibly saying, which... You know, it's kind of sad because obviously if we all had somebody to relate to on a, on a constant basis, it would make life a hell of a lot easier because you know exactly where you're going to go. But then it would take this excitement out of life. So, you know, ups and downs here, ups and downs. It, it is what it is. But um, what I was going to say as well, damn, I, this is the thing. I, I lose my track. My, my brain, again, takes me down one road, go on a tangent, and then you forget about what you were previously talking about a minute ago. But we'll go. We'll go back initially to the to the bulk, calories, surplus. Obviously, that's going to be in your case. Or maybe this winter bulk slash winter hell arc, whatever you want to call it, can be your focus in on more exercise. So consider the bulk as well. Bulk is normally associated with more food. Maybe you just need to focus in on more exercise in general. Maybe you need to increase, but like I said earlier, sustainability, sustainable increase, and then increase that, that activity. Maybe you're doing like five more minutes running. Maybe you're doing five more minutes cycling. Maybe you're doing five more minutes in the gym. Maybe. Whatever it is, 
you do it and you do it until you can possibly you know you feel that smile you feel that that great feeling afterwards because initially it's not fun and you don't find any fun in it and a lot i know a lot of people who really struggle to be able to get into that mindset but actually what i do find is i know a friend who would thrive if he was if all his working out was just walking the dogs going rock climbing and then doing whatever else he wanted to do and if he did that that would be super sustainable for him and he would be able to continuously do it and he would probably put on a lot of muscle if he did do it because rock climbing is epic at doing two things it's cardiovascular and it's going to build your back up like nobody's business and you're going to get insane biceps and grip strength as well and forearms so this like whole upper area so the only thing you need to do in your free time is probably do some push-ups some sit-ups and then leg exercises to be able to to be able to counteract any of the lost muscle from down below <laughs> man makes me wonder what else i don't know do you know you're supposed to work out your lower body too and again i've just po pointed out really quickly there how you can dissect your life it can be like right what do i find that i can do consistently that i really enjoy that's going to work for me that's not necessarily going to be relatable to everybody else but i can find some meaning in it and I think this is why I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to Chris Williamson. I was recently listening to Jocko Willink. It's like everybody's got something different to say. Everyone's got something interesting to say about how they've tackled training or how they've tackled life or they, how they tackle business and entrepreneurship or or even, in Jocko's case, tackling the teams, which is even more insane where you're tackling war. Ron, I want to go to war! I want a lightsaber! I'm a man! And you're tackling people taking your life, which is far more extreme, but you can take that extreme mindset and you can apply it to your daily life in certain areas. So for instance, if you are finding it really hard to do a piece of exercise, if you can channel that extreme mindset of, oh, I'm being chased by somebody, or I'm, if I don't do this right now, the Taliban are going to come get me. Like, I know it sounds insane, but if you can channel that, you can channel who you, like, if that can motivate, oh, let's see, I don't like the word motivation. I've talked about this many times before. Motivation is crap. You either do it or you don't. And if you aren't doing it then and you know you should be doing it, then do it. But otherwise, you shouldn't be moaning because you're not motivated. You should be knowing that you have to do something and that's classed as discipline but i loved i quote unquote loved goggins's podcast with huberman andrew huberman which i've already put in previous podcasts this is it like you can use as many pretty words as you want but it is do or do not there is nothing else you must unlearn what you have learned all right i'll give it a try no try not do or do not. There is no try. It is black and white. You either do the thing you want to do in life and you know you have to do, and we all know what we have to do to be able to like, do these things and be better. We all know that meditation is going to help our, our mind and our spirituality. We all know reading and writing is going to help our ability to be able to converse and be able to understand speech and to be able to have greater knowledge and depth and be able to quote things to people that are going to be able to help them out and not do what I did in the last podcast and bastardize a line. But this is the, the, the moment where you know exactly what you have to do. You just have to do it. 
and there's no one better at talking about that than David Goggins. And this is why I rep the old chipped axe t-shirt for him, because there's not many disciples of his out there shouting the word that it is just action. There is nothing else apart from action. And I think that these cycles of bulk and cut i love sam Sullock's method of like he's created a community now where he's going to get a bunch of people into this bulk and cut cycle but it's going to be for their benefit because they've got so many other people around them in in that community to be able to you know get what they need to do done and to put on size i mean i hit that i hit 91 kg before christmas and i'm back down to 90 but i love it i loved being able to say yeah i hit that over 200 pounds mark it's like, wow, that's the first time in my entire life that I've ever done it, and I've done it healthy. Like, I feel healthy. I'm eating vegetables and fruit. I had three pieces of fruit this morning, had bacon, eggs in a wrap, you know? And it's like, wow, if you can continue to have the healthy stuff, but also at the same time, last night I had some Pringles, some licorice all sorts, and um, some fizzy sweets, you know? It's all about the balance, and if you can find that balance and find what works for you, then you're going to be just unlimited power <laughs> do it do it and if you have that ability to do so then it's not going to just be a one year thing or one cycle of bulking thing or one cycle of cutting thing or one summer of being shredded it's going to be the whole of your life and i haven't not had a six pack since i was 23 now and i'm now 28 so that's five years of just me being in shape the entire time and it's because i took that first step and I made it happen. Take that first step and make it happen. Get after it and get after it here and now. Quote and got, you know, Jocko there. It's like, if you do the things and you say good, even though times are tough and things are getting to you if you have that ability to do so and just keep moving forward as the amazing community of berserk say keep moving forward then I, I genuinely don't think there's anything that most people can't achieve if they want to do it they'll do it you know this is what i love every year i'm gonna have something like the london marathon last year was the brighton marathon this year's the london marathon next year i'll add something in there again and i think i'm also going to try and increase uh, my pull-up game, like, my, my pull-ups are insane at the moment. Like, I've added in straps into my game as well, where I'm able to do pull days, where I'm doing back and biceps, and I've got the straps on. And it's, like, taken all of the weight from my forearms. And now I can do forearm exercises as well. And it means that I'm hitting heavier weights, creating a massive contraction for my back, and just feeling, feeling the stretch even more. And so, it's just, like... These little things, these things that I find truly exciting, you might find totally boring, and we'll be back. We'll be back to completely different programming next week. But if you're in the exercise game and you want to take that little bit extra, and you want to, if you're like me, you're an intermediate, and you're just like, oh, what can I do to improve? Well, straps are definitely a game changer, and breaking your workout routine down and figuring out what's your weak points and what's your strong points, and focusing in on that. 
I think that's really important. So for me, my my legs actually outweigh the rest of my body. So if I take my shirt off and my shorts off, my legs look much bigger than the rest of me, which is kind of like the opposite of what most guys find. It's normally the other way around. I've got a friend of mine, we're, you know, my best mate. He's also got absolutely insane calves and massive legs. And it kind of like, it suits him because his upper body is just as big as his lower body. But for me, it's like my upper body is outweighed by my lower body because I think of all the running as well, where it's just like the running combined with my leg days has just been like, so I'm, I'm decreasing my leg days down to one. I used to do two a week. It would be on a Monday and then a Thursday. Now I'm just doing the Monday and then I'm increasing the rest of my, my arms. So I'm doing arms two to three times a week. I'm doing chest twice a week because my chest seems to have really good development this year. Um, my back, just doing two times a week. And again, insane back and lat development, specifically focusing on the lats because they seem to be growing at a good rate this year. Shoulders, I seem to be blessed with wide enough shoulders to, in terms of genetics. So I'm only doing my shoulders one and a bit. So I'll do like a full day on Thursday and then I'll do a like a... A couple of sets thrown throughout the week for lats uh, not for lats for lateral raises and then for am i missing yeah for forearms i'm adding those in so i've never trained forearms until the start of this week so but i'm looking at my arms i'm looking at the difference between my forearms and then my actual bicep and tricep and i'm like it's a little bit outweighed a little bit outweighed at the moment dude you need to you need to focus in on that so yes need to to really focus in on the areas that are weak points. So my forearms are a weak point. Um, I would say my biceps, uh, my arms in general, and then I would say maybe, maybe, maybe chest, maybe upper chest, let's say, instead. So yes, again, bringing back to what I said in the previous podcast, targeting weaknesses. It's a big one. 2024 can be that year. But progression is progression. And it's not a short-term game, it's a long-term game. And you've got to find that consistency and challenge this hellfire winter bulk arc. Yeah! <laughs> Ending, as always, on a positive for the podcast. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. Fight that ticking clock with everything you've got so at the end of a hard day, put your head down with ease. Satisfied.